Hi, and welcome back to Reach for Wellness, a video podcast by Community Reach Center. We're located in the Adams and Broomfield counties, and I'm your host, Vanessa Alarcon. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed addictions counselor. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than our typical episodes. Typically, we're talking about a specific diagnosis or a specific mental health awareness campaign. Today, we're going to be talking about the practical aspects of being human, which is having feelings and how to deal with them. I'm so excited to have Christopher, although you go by Chris, right? I do, I yeah. do. I go Christopher's too formal. <laughs> Christopher, no, we'll go Chris. Um, and Chris, you're a registered nurse. I am. And what is your position here at Community Reach Center? I am a outpatient care manager. Yes, and uh, you're right down the hall for me. I am, and we're <laughs> practically neighbors. Yeah, practically neighbors. Um, and I um, have really enjoyed getting to know you also not only in that role that you have, but you teach something. I do. What do you teach? Yeah, I am the Crisis Prevention Institute certified instructor. So I teach all our staff here how to remain calm in a crisis and also how to, you know, de-escalate any sort of crisis situation. Yes. Yeah. So staying calm is something that I think maybe when we talk about it, we don't always think that it's relevant to us, but it's a thousand percent. Right relevant so chris let me ask you this is it possible to stay calm at all times no <laughs> no Why not, not even close <laughs> i mean us as humans like we are going to be stressed out about things mm-hmm. constantly um and remaining calm all the time one is not healthy because if you're not letting those emotions out you're not going mm-hmm. to you know process them and that's going to build up and then you're never going to be calm mm-hmm. yeah so, Chris, so we'll be doing a two-part series. We will. The first part will be how to stay calm, be in calm. Not all the time, because Not like you said, that's unhealthy. Right. But how we can have that self-awareness yeah. to feel a bit more in control. And then our second part will be about how to support someone else yeah. getting to that point. Um, so you've been teaching the... How long have you been teaching these courses? About two and a half years. Yeah. Six months here at CRC and then before that at an inpatient psychiatric hospital. Yes, because that's been where you've been before, inpatient psychiatric. Yeah, inpatient, and then before that I was at a residential facility for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Your healthcare experience is quite broad. It is. (laughs) It is. I keep getting less and less acute. Yes. Welcome to the outpatient. That's where I I sit right now, an outpatient (laughs) world. So so we've established what you train. Mm -hmm. We have established that it's not healthy to be calm at all times. So in your world or in what you have to say, you know, what is the healthy balance of emotions? Yeah, I think looking at what situation you're in and why it might be better or more advantageous to be calm in that situation and then taking time for yourself when, you know, it is safe not to um, be calm that moment to, you know, not be as rational and really feel those feelings. Yes. Let's talk about the rational and the feeling side yeah, of things. So where what do our thoughts do to us? So when you're faced with like a stressful situation or a crisis situation, whichever one, you know, it's very easy to, in that moment, you know, go to the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, you think like, oh, well, this can happen or this can happen or I'm in danger or, you know, and you're going to, you know, defend yourself and that could be 
by, you know, not doing that, whatever you might need to do, or getting defensive, or, you know, escalating from there. Um, yeah. Well, and the escalation piece yeah. is what can make it tricky for us to stay calm. Because maybe, like, in a moment, I'm feeling good, I'm having a good day. Right. Someone says the wrong thing, mm -hmm. does the wrong thing, or maybe I start with that thinking piece. Yeah. I feel escalated. All of a sudden, I feel it coming. Right. So, Chris, talk to me about that escalation piece. Like, what happens in our bodies when we start right. getting... More. So, you know, you're going about your day, you know, having a great day, maybe, you know, you're faced with that stressful situation. Maybe it's, you know, you're running late to work or somebody's yelling at you. Or, or like drivers on the road. Drivers on the road. Is, yeah. I'm unfortunately not the greatest. But anyways, go on. Yeah. <laughs> so typically, like the escalation will start at the lowest level being anxiety. Mm -hmm. So that's just a change to like your typical behavior. And mm -hmm. we all know what anxiety feels like, you know. You start maybe shutting down, you know, you're looking around to see like what the possible dangers, mm -hmm. either real or perceived, might be. Um, so that's your first one is anxiety. And that can build up into defensive mm -hmm. where you're um, trying to defend yourself. You're trying to protect yourself from those dangers. And that could be with like yelling or refusing and you're really shutting down and you're kind of not having any logic in there at any point And it's just, you know, feelings. Can I stop you right there? Sure. So when I hear defensive behaviors mm -hmm. and less logic, yes. I can hear someone here that say, I think I make a lot of sense when I see something and I'm upset yeah. and I'm popping off because I see something right. wrong. So where does the illogicalness come in? Sure. Or illogic. So I was kind of looking at like, in this situation, what's gonna best get you the result you need? Okay. So if popping off on someone is going to get you exactly what you need, mm. then good. Yeah, you've thought that through then. But if yelling at someone is going to, you know, have them shut down or them not help you or whatever you're trying to get, popping off of them is not actually the logical step there, you know? So then, so when we talk about the logic piece, that yeah. it's what's the outcome that yeah. we want versus I see what I see and that makes sense and I need to make my point known. Right. Oh, that's an interesting, yeah. different way to look at it. Right. And also like keeping that feeling, you know, understanding like what you are trying to, or what you are feeling and, um, you know, validating that within yourself, but also looking like, okay, what is my end goal here? You know, like what am I trying to do or trying to get? And how is the best way to do that? Great. Okay, I know I stepped in while you were going no, through the scale. Okay. So that's anxiety, okay. no, 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 defensiveness. Yeah. Yep. Second one. Okay. And then in like the psychiatric world, um, the next step was like risk behaviors. So okay. this is anything that causes danger to like yourself or others. Um, yeah. So what's an example of that? So what would be in that category? So, so like a danger to others. So if you Let's say you're at like the DMV. I hate the DMV. I just had to go. I had to get my car renewed. Oh, did you? It was, it was, it was a whole mess. But you're at the DMV. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, you need an emissions test, and your car can't pass an emissions test, right? So yeah. you're getting a little anxious, maybe already there because nobody likes the DMV at all. <laughs> Sorry if someone here listening <laughs> that loves the DMV. Go on. True. Yeah. I, should, I probably shouldn't generalize that. But most people don't like the DMV. There you go. Um, you know, and they're like, oh, you can't renew your car right now. And you start getting defensive, you might start yelling. And then it kind of goes on from there. It keeps building. Then you punch the DMV attendant out. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, or, you know, if you go home and you're feeling really like 
depressed and down that, um, you know, you didn't get your courage or you didn't get what you needed to get done and, you know, you hurt yourself in some way. So I like that example because I think someone can listen to that and say, well, I don't know if I'd ever do that at the DMV. However, there is, there are times like I've been in therapy sessions or just Mm -hmm. in my personal life where I hear someone and it's like, I really wanted to punch them in the face, but I did not. Right. Um, And so um, sometimes in our minds, like we may think like I want to hurt this person. And so would that be in the level two if you're kind of having some of that? So the feeling itself is not necessarily like a risk behavior, but um, you're remaining calm, at least in some aspect of that moment, because you're like, oh, I want to punch this person, but you're, you know, putting logic into it. Like, oh, if I punch this person, I'm not getting my car registered and I'm probably going to jail. Right. And also I can't win a fight. So So all of those kind of risks that come in. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. And then it builds, but it's actually back down, it's therapeutic, or not therapeutic, it's um, tension reduction. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been just like so angry and you've just been like yelling or, you know, doing whatever you do whenever you get angry and then you just like start crying and you're like, you can feel that pressure kind of release. So that's always part of feeling escalated no matter, I mean, once you get to that last stage. So ultimately, in most cases, yeah. So you eventually have any level of escalation and then boom, you're somehow have, you know, a finish to it. So the way you describe it makes a lot of sense. Sure. I have talked to people, again, in therapy and outside of right. it, because it's so relevant, like our emotions, of people feeling like I can feel myself go from, it's a beautiful day mm-hmm. in the neighborhood, to like, I'm really pissed and right. I did something and I regret it and yeah. I just felt so. So I hear these phases, but someone may think I just go from zero to 100. So what happens when we just go from zero to 100? Yeah, what's going on? So most of the time people don't go from zero to 100. You know, there is a build to it. It's just, you probably didn't recognize that you were there at some point. Um, Or it can go really fast depending on the situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that at least when I've had these conversations with people, that's what we talk about Mm -hmm. is you know, that build that you may right. not feel that you're having, sure. but there's an actual emotional build yeah. and with more awareness. Yeah, more awareness, yeah. like checking in with yourself quite regularly. Um, and also like looking at other like precipitating factors. So things that are impacting your day already that are maybe causing you stress that are little things. So like for like us working, like, oh, okay, you're coming to work and the traffic sucks. And yes. then you come into work and you have 18 emails already and you're already like a little bit stressed out. And then your first client no shows you and like everything's just kind of building and building and building. And then something that maybe wouldn't always, you know, stress you out or, you know, cause you any sort of like emotional, I don't want to say trauma, but like any sort of like- Distress? Distress, yeah, that's the word exactly. Um, you know, that little thing can then set you over the edge because you have all these other things building up and then it's like the glass is just overfull. Yeah, so yeah. there's an element of how much we're already stressed. Yeah. yeah. Our threshold or I'm trying yeah. to think of other words. Just um, It's different if we're really truly in a pleasant place yeah. to get that high, but if we're already overwhelmed, yeah. then yeah, we're gonna, it's easier to get to right. these higher levels. And if you're already at this like sort of stress baseline and you're there for a while, you know, you might not notice it. Like a day where the normal stressful things happen to you, mm-hmm. 
it's just your normal day and yeah, you're going to be happy about it because, you know, nothing, nothing else is happening. But really, you know, diving deep into like what's stressing you out and taking steps to like reduce that. So what do we do? Yeah, if we just feel like we're super stressed all the time, yeah. it's to, you know, what, what do we do with that? Yeah, so it's kind of kind of counterintuitive, but taking a moment when you do feel good to look back and see like past week, past month, even the past day, what stressed you out that day? Hmm. You know, I like to write it down like these are the things that stressed me out. And then look at what are steps that I can take today when I'm feeling good and I have the, you know, emotions to do it to work on things that are going to prevent that from stressing me out. Gotcha. Yeah. And then also after you do get stressed out and once you get to that, like, tension reduction and you're nice and stable, you know, looking at, okay, what in there really stressed me out? Like, why did I feel this way? So figuring out what made you feel distressed and how um, how you responded to that and looking back, okay, how should I respond to that? And I'm so glad you're mentioning this, Chris, because in other episodes we've talked about how important just general awareness of oneself sure. is to someone's overall mental health, wellness, behavioral wellness, physical. Yeah. I mean, there's just so yeah. much of that. And so it seems almost like a relief that we can actually prevent us feeling yeah. to that escalation piece that right. if we take a time to reflect back mm -hmm. and even almost asking yourself, am I stressed? Right, yeah. <laughs> is uh, uh, could be ground zero, but also just helps us get to that point. Yeah, exactly. And noticing like typical changes in your behavior. So like mm -hmm. if you get an email from, I don't know, let's say your boss and you're instantly like, oh, I feel anxious now, you know, once you can look back and be like, okay, why am I, like, why receiving email is making me feel anxious? Right. And then start addressing those. So I love how this will transition us to our part two because yeah. this seems like, oh, so being calm means we have to reflect on ourselves. Yeah. However, there are some steps that we can take to help modify someone else's behavior if they're very escalated. Exactly. So we'll definitely get to that. So Chris, thank you so much. Yeah. You'll have to tune in if you're listening and you're curious about how this can look with other people. Um, definitely check out the next episode or part two. Um, I'm so glad you got to listen to Reach for Wellness today. If you want to check out future episodes or even listen to any past ones as well, check out our website at communityreachcenter.org and there you can get connected to our social media pages. Thanks and talk to you next time.